Welcome to the Science and Spirituality Podcast, where we dive deep into universal spiritual principles and ground them in modern science. My name is Chris Carton. And my name is Kevin Carton, and we are committed to simplifying the spiritual side of success for you with easy to understand scientific research so you can walk away with practical tools to create radical transformations in your life. Let's get started. Hey, it's Kevin Carden here. And on today's episode, we have a special guest. His name is Wayne Forrest. He is one of my dear friends and also a colleague of mine. And so just a quick bio on Wayne before we dive in. Wayne Forrest is an international transformational speaker and life mastery consultant certified by the Brave Thinking Institute. And he has shared the stage with well-known thought leaders such as Mary Morrissey, Matt Boggs, and very recently, international trainers and speakers such as Jim Quick, Mari Smith, Lisa Nichols, Jerry Rice, Diana Nyad, and Kenny Loggins. And Wayne says that his sporting accident, which we talk a lot about in this episode, uh, in 1995, leaving him C5 tetraplegic was actually the catalyst for his ongoing journey into personal development, which has given him the incredible life that he loves and is very grateful for. He is a co-creator of the CHB Swim for Lives nonprofit, which supports local schools in doing deep water programs and swimming lessons to help save lives from drowning, which has just received uh, the organization with the biggest impact on children at this year's 2020 Central Hawks Bay Sports Awards. And finally, Wayne shares his journey from the heart to enable others to believe that you too can build and live into your dreams and live a life you love regardless of the challenges, struggles, or perceived disabilities you face. So let's get into it. So today, let's welcome Wayne Forrest. I'm so looking forward to this conversation with you, Wayne. Uh, As you, uh, well, my listeners, if you're listening, you may not know this, but Wayne is a dear friend of mine, as well as a colleague. And so uh, I'm sure this conversation is going to be rich and meaningful um, for you listening. So welcome, Wayne. I'm so thrilled to have you on the podcast. Uh, it's such an honor and pleasure, Kev. And Chris, uh, I've always wanted and admired your podcast from afar and listened to it a few times. I love what you do. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Okay, so let's dive into it as usual fashion for having a guest on. Um, I would love for you to share your story, a brief history of your story of like how you got to be where you are today and what you do as we get into this whole topic of overcoming challenges. Yeah, mate, I grew up in a little country village on the east coast of New Zealand, uh, farming background, Uh, loved it, absolutely, first love, every moment I could uh, get, I was out on the farm and uh, immersing myself in that lifestyle, and uh, as I grew up, school wasn't a focus at all, so it was the farming background and jobs and and by the early age, I could do a man's job, you know, by the age of 10, 11. And so I went down that track. And in my early 20s, I was running a couple of farms, uh, as well as another agricultural business. And uh, I loved my sport. That was part of the community. And I uh, happened to have a game of rugby on the 20th of May, 1995. And Uh, At the end of that game, I was captain of the day. Uh, I had quite a bit of experience. I made a big mistake and got myself in a position where um, I put myself in danger and dislocated my neck. Um, And that put me in um, a wheelchair. Um, And all of a sudden, I went from this physical young man who loved the farming and community lifestyle of probably drinking, partying, playing hard, working hard, uh, to um, not being able to do much physically. Uh, So there was a huge challenge mentally and physically. Uh, First of all, it was the mental of of the shame that came with that uh, because I'd lost that ability of, in my view at that time, to be a real man. You know, that physical side, 
I was married. Uh, I had twin daughters of 16 months. So, you know, all those feelings of how am I going to be a great dad, you know, picking up my daughters and putting them on my shoulders, those kind of things were running around in my head and creating a lot of anxiety, fear, and uh, hence my marriage didn't last. Uh, so I was, I like to say on, on, backed up to that rabbit hole of anxiety, depression, fear, you know, and I had two choices, either to go down that rabbit hole or step out and start fighting for my life. And because I had those beautiful twin daughters, they definitely helped inspire me to push forward into life. And from there, I started to um, develop and I went back to the farm and, and that was my first vision and goal. And I didn't know how I was going to achieve it, but after a few short years, I did. And that's, that was a vision that I didn't see how I was going to be able to do that at the beginning. And when I did it, something interesting happened. happened. Uh, my first love all of a sudden became uh, second. Uh, that when I say first love, I was meaning the farming mm -hmm. lifestyle. And I wanted a new challenge. And <laughs> be careful what you ask for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I got an email virtually the next day saying that there was this pilot course, outdoor activities, extreme outdoor activities for people with disabilities. And they were integrated with people that didn't have physical disabilities. And uh, what I noticed was on these courses that everyone had a fear either of heights or being under the water or it was a real level playing field for someone who had uh, di physical disabilities for me. And I noticed that I was helping people, encouraging people to push past their fears mm. into that new um, green growing edge, as we say, of the possibility. And that was my first touch of helping people. And I loved it. And it made me feel better about my circumstances. Mm. Um, and so I went on from there and, and started uh, looking for other ways of, of uh, helping others and started mentoring young uh, teens or youth men at the local college. And um went from there and started getting into self-development and working on myself. And one day I came across that beautiful lady called Mary Morrissey through my muse, who is my now wife. Um, so there's lots to cover. I've, I've remarried and got four kids instead of two kids. Mm. But my point is, I progress a little bit, but my point was that... Um, I started to develop a real amazing life for myself, even though I had this incredible disability where I had, had lost the ability to use my hands, my arms, my legs properly, and um, started to create a life that was fulfilling by helping others. Mm -hmm. And when I met Mary, I, I did an online course with her and she sent me those free tickets to her dream builder alive and that was the first time i met you kevin mm -hmm. uh way back in i think it was 2017 january or something like that and um i got offered the chance to be a life master consultant and that was me i knew i was home mm -hmm. uh, and i haven't looked back since um and that's how i've got into personal development and and transformational uh, speaking and, and coaching. And um, we've created that amazing relationship through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which I, I feel very blessed to, to know you, Wayne. Um, and just even just seeing you over the last three, four years, uh, your transformation has been really inspiring to me. 
uh, let alone your, the rest of your story. So thank you for sharing that. And I, I know, I mean, you're, you're condensing what decades of experience, right. Um, into a short story. So I appreciate you for doing that. There was a one thing that stood out for me, because as again, we get, dive into this topic of overcoming challenges, like obviously yours are very straightforward or um, what most people looking at would say like, oh my gosh, that's so challenging. I don't know how I would ever overcome that because you, you use the words as like a fulfilled life that you're living now, despite the circumstances of being in a wheelchair, having certain physical disabilities. And I remember you saying it once is that what if those disabilities then actually become a, make us become aware of new abilities in our life that were just dormant that we have to call up. So tell, tell me about like what inspired you, like what was and over, you know, decades and probably many ways, many things that have inspired you, but like what really did inspire you to overcome some of these challenges that to many people, they would be crushed under. It's funny, Kev, great question. And um, for me, what comes up right now is that there was this desire of life expressed in through me, mm -hmm. even though um, there's a funny story. And I would, I would just quickly tell you that the night before my accident, there was a big accident uh, with a whole lot of teens on a platform out in nature that collapsed. And most of them died except for two. Uh, and it was on the news and one of them happened to have broken every bone in his neck, uh, in his body, including his neck. And he was only about 17 or 18 at the time. And he was only one of the many, uh, one of two survivors. And I remember having, cause I had a visitor staying with me that weekend and we were having a quiet beer uh, and we were listening to the news and this young fella was going through hell, right? He had broken jaws, everything in his body. And I remember talking to my friend and saying, I think I'd rather be dead than have to go through that, right? And ironically, the next day, I dislocated my own neck and only, only a couple of days later I was lying in a bed beside him mm. right and and not once did that thought come back to me until my mate saw me months later he said do you remember that conversation we had the night before and I said no and he reminded me of my comment of I'd rather be dead so he was kind of trying to figure out if I still wanted to be dead in this mm. situation because I ended up with less movement than the guy who had fallen off that, that, that platform. Um, so my point is that there was this desire for more life. Even though I was in this dire situation, there was life trying to to become through me, you know, and create through me still. Mm. And I didn't once think about wanting to end my life. So I don't know if that answers your question, but it, it, it just felt really poignant to say that there was life um, sort of pulling me mm -hmm. still, even though most, you know, a lot of people would have, from the outside, would have thought if they had heard me say that, oh my God, he doesn't want to be alive because he said that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that does answer my question in, in an interesting way that I think is really important to highlight because what you said is that there's that, that desire to live, like literally just that, that, that desire to live, is, which is like foundational to... I mean, life itself, like actually living at all, like that alone is like inspiration enough to move forward. And I, I think that's really important also to realize that we don't have to wait for some dire circumstance for us to tap into that. Uh, to most people, we experience that, but that's just at lower degrees, right? Like that desire to live. We might experience that as like just a desire to have more freedom, 
in our, our relationships or maybe more freedom in our time or money or in our health, like whatever it is, but there's that, that life force that's speaking through us. And often it's so muted because we're so caught up in just, you know, daily things because we don't have to think about, you know, dire situations like that. But to hear your stories, like, well, like we can all tap into that kind of power of that life force that is just pouring into and through us. And as we connect with that, then there, that's inspiration enough. Yeah, that's what it sounds I, like. Is that right? I, I think also it's like from what I got from you telling that story is like we when we go through challenges, there's like a different part of us that rises up to meet it. Because I feel like when you were telling that story to your friend the night before, you were coming from the place of, oh, if something like that happened to me, I wouldn't be able to handle it. But then when it actually did happen to you, there was something else inside of you at that moment that came to be and you were able to handle it, but you didn't know that you were able to at that point, but you grew through what you went through in that moment. And you were like, you just wouldn't have been able to know until it actually happened to you. But there, there was that deeper level inside of you that's like, no, I can actually do this. And there is more that life wants out of me and more that I can get out of life and give to life. Uh, that's beautiful Chris and it's because you know we talk about in our work as coaches now that longing and discontent uh, seeking through us so we all have challenges in our lives we all have have um, different adversities right and I don't think one's worse than the other I, I just think that they are exactly perfect for us to create that trauma so that we can be pulled and pushed to discover, and this is what Kevin was saying back earlier, that potential gift that we have. Because I lost my physical ability, and that's what was my identity at the time of my accident, I then had to create new uh, or uh, create a new life for myself. And, mm. and because life was seeking through me, and pulling me, I came across that I had other abilities that I hadn't seen before, right? And and I think life is, that's on general for everybody. I don't care if you've gone through a divorce, uh, a heart attack, or, or just even a health issue that might look like minor on the outside. It's because life is trying to pull you or push you through your adversity or challenge mm. or struggle to find that new uh, potential gift mm -hmm. that we each and everyone has. Mm. Yeah, you, you speak so beautifully about it right now. Was there like a period after the accident happened where, and I know you said before that you were kind of on the edge of like the rabbit hole of anxiety and versus moving forward and you had a choice to make. Was there like a long period between when the accident happened to when you made that choice? And then after you made that choice, did you oscillate back and forth between them? Or was it just like a definite decision? You're like, I'm doing this. Or was there some challenge there? Oh, beautiful question, mate. And there was plenty of challenge. There still is. You know, mm -hmm. there's still the odd day where I'm having a bit of a day or a bad day, right? Uh, and that's 27 years later, or 26 years later, sorry. Um, so, you know, there's quite a space and time there in this journey. Uh, and there was definitely probably the first five, even 10 years of discovering who I was again. And, and you know, when I initially had that accident, there was a lot of struggle. There was a lot of anxiety of what's going to happen i lived out in the back blocks of new zealand on a dirt road in the middle of nowhere no no cell phones um and when i it took me a couple of years to get strong enough to drive again uh and have that independence and that brought up anxiety with that new ability because all of a sudden it was like oh, what happens if something happens mm. in the middle of nowhere and no one finds me? Oh, you know, there was all these fears and the mind is so bloody powerful. And I just, to, you know, would touch on that struggle and that anxiety and that, that shame 
Um, shame. I am strong enough to talk about that now, and that's only been recently. You know, that is what's killing a lot of our male men because we hide it, we push it down. We think that we are weak because we've got it. And, and instead of showing our vulnerability to speak up about it, um, and that's where the real strength is. And, you know, so I struggled with that for many years, Chris, mm -hmm. to, to find the strength to actually be vulnerable enough to say, hey, this is me, this is what I've struggled with. Mm -hmm. And and I'm I like to think I was a tough country kid uh, from New Zealand that, that could handle most physical things and didn't show my weakness, you know? And mm -hmm. that was the ego in me. And so that vulnerability to actually speak about these things now is I now understand the strength in that. And and the impact that has on others because I believe that all of us, you're a couple of young guys here, and I know that more than likely you've had similar thoughts um, of either I'm not good enough or I'm, I'm shit at this or whatever, you know, and and that is where it's at. We have to be mm -hmm. vulnerable enough to actually speak to these these weaknesses yeah yeah we, we we've done we did an episode um kevin was probably months ago about vulnerability mm. and we talked about vulnerability being like a strength and i know the specific examples that we used on on that podcast was when we personally became more vulnerable in our lives and talked about things that we were struggling with it actually gave other people the freedom to talk about what they were going through and what they were feeling vulnerable with and it actually increased the connection and made people closer. And so I'm sure that you expressing your vulnerability has probably made your story stronger and it's been able to reach more people because we all have that common humanity of going through stuff and struggling and being vulnerable. And when you see another human being who's been through so much talk about it, it gives you the freedom to feel and to actually talk about it as well and connections built there. Yeah, Chris, and like I said before, there's no, um, there's no one big challenge or adversity or struggle that's bigger than the other, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't matter how big it is. It can be what we see on the outside as small, but it's huge for that person, mm -hmm. right? So, so there's no, I believe there's no difference between my struggle and adversity of being in my wheelchair for 26 years than someone who is struggling with a, a inner trauma that they've had since childhood because they were yelled at, right? Mm. And it's created anxiety or it's created anger or it's created depression. We all have our traumas and our traumas are the beauty of it because there is the hidden gift in and overcoming that and and figuring out who we truly are in this journey that is so beautiful yeah and it's called life yeah. was was there a turning point on your journey where because i feel like in the beginning and correct me if i'm wrong after the accident happened it was more about survival and how to move forward from there was there like a turning point where you really started to see what happened to you as a gift and if so, what was that turning point that made you see it that way and pushed you forward? Another beautiful question. And, and it was that uh, opportunity to do outdoor activities, extreme outdoor activities. I've done water skiing, uh, paragliding, scuba diving, whitewater rafting, um, all these different things, right? And, and it physically I couldn't see how I was going to be able to do them and I achieved them right and that was my first awakening of oh my god I'm 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 so much more than this physical being uh and 
so that was my awakening to we can create anything mm. that we want if we believe we can mm. and and uh, so that was my awakening point where I started to really come aware of the power that we have within us um, through those experiences, especially water, uh, um, water skiing. I water skied on Heron Lake and I ended up doing the straights on my own and I've got no balance at all. Right, my head is my balance. So as soon as my head went too far one way, I was I was history into the water. Right, the first day that we got up and I had two guys, nice big skiers on each side of me on sit skis as well or knee skis, and they were keeping me on my balance. Right, and I didn't know that I wouldn't be able to turn over in the water if if I fell off. Right, I didn't warn them. I crashed. And I ended up face down in the water for, felt like minutes, right? But it wasn't. And and time they turned me over, I was spluttering and coughing out water. And that fear for three days water skiing, I had to overcome it every time it was my turn. And I'd go white as a sheet, right? Every time, but I pushed past it. And that, that also made me understand that it doesn't matter how scared I am. I can push past that barrier of the mind and the body will follow. And, and by the third day, I skied those straights on my own without any support holding me up. Uh, and that was an incredible accomplishment uh, that sort of opened my eyes to, oh, wow, wow. I had pushed through fear before but that was a different level of fear and uh, to the point where, you know, everything went white. My knuckles would go white. I, I you know, I'd go numb with fear uh, and to be able to push through that and still create the result. Oh my God, the feeling of that was incredible. And that's, that's what helped me start to move into creating opportunities to actually scare the shit out of myself <laughs> right and i'm a big awesome. wuss uh, i'm a big wuss guys i'm, I'm not <laughs> one that goes looking for these experiences i'm actually one that is scared of uh being up high and and paragliding and being under the water and the scuba diving i'm shit scared every time mm -hmm. um even now when i've done it 20 times right so uh, my point is that I've figured out that that's where the growth is for me. Mm. It's on that challenging, the perception of the mind of that green growing edge. It's beautiful because that's, that's always the key, right? Like you use the phrase, like push past your fears. Like it re reminds me of, of something that you and I have both learned, Wayne, is that fear is not actually bad. It's, it's a part of the process. Like it's, it's literally just a, a signal that we're on that growing edge. Like it's, it's for the growth. And so it sounds like you've just trained your mind to just know it's like, okay, like when I'm facing these fears, I'm knowing the fear is coming up about that challenge. In this case, like this is a chosen challenge of like doing these physical activities, which is amazing, but it's, it's just that, that edge. And I think that it's so simple. And I think that at least for me, like in the first years of just studying personal development, hearing this principle, I'm sure anyone listening maybe has heard this before, but I think it was just a training to really get that into integrated into yourself to then know that that's there so that when you feel it, then you still go forward anyway. It's like you're training your body over your mind or your mind over your body. It's like that mind over matter phrase. So that's so brilliant because that's like you said, like where you tap into just who you really are which is beyond the physical and who we really are as spiritual beings. And there's that, that capacity within us to really have the kind of experience that we want in life. That's just beyond the fear, which is awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, no doubt you guys have talked about the science of this with the body, you know, to mm. back that up. Our brain is built to look for fear for a reason. And it's because it's still, uh, back in the stone ages of uh, 
looking for you know life and that's what uh, chris said about my accident right when i first i was in survival mode and our mm. brain is wired to survive right so it's looking to keep us safe all the time so there it's naturally looking for fear uh, and society knows this and that's why marketing the news all these different outlets are soap operas are all about the drama and the fear that people go through it's because it resonates with our mind because that's the way it's been built mm -hmm. right and so understanding that that we've got this this mind that that is built like that then we know why we have all these anxieties and fears right? yeah and that is just to keep us safe mm. mm -hmm. yeah it's so important to keep in mind and realize and again like i i was thinking as you were sharing wayne is that like i don't think that we can hear that message enough because again, the training needs to be in integrated into our mind so that it's like our normal, like go-to thought. It's like, oh, fear comes up. Okay. This is actually good news. Like it's a part of the process. This is not something to, to draw back on, which is our natural instinct, but to actually lean in because of course, like beyond that fear is something that we really want or want to do. So. And, and, and part of that, Kevin, is that, you know, reactive, uh, or the, um, activating system of the manigla i can't i can't remember exactly how it goes but the amygdala or is yeah that uh, the Chris part of the brain that? the the part of the brain that is focused on on the thing that we focus on right and it 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 sort of focuses on what you are wanting to create or what the mind is looking at mm -hmm. so when our brain is 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 looking to keep us safe there's also a part of the brain that reactive activating system right that then focuses like a flashlight on that fear right and so that's we're creating this life of of more and more fear because we're focused on it mm -hmm. and we know in our work that there is a results formula which is the third part of this that what we are thinking, our thoughts create our feelings, right? And our feelings create that uh, that physiology in our body that then makes our body take a different action. If we've got expensive or or amazing positive feeling thoughts, we're going to take a totally different action if we have sad, angry or depressed thoughts right mm -hmm. so those three things don't get taught in our schools they don't get talked to our kids and our general society that we've got this ancient brain that's looking for fear we've got this part of the brain that focuses on what we're thinking about and then we've got this formula that says our thoughts create our feelings our feelings create physiology in our body, which creates our actions, which then our actions create our results that we're getting in life, right? So if more people understood those three things, they would be more willing to push through their own fears into their own green-grown edge of that possibility of creating something even greater still. And... I'm quite passionate, as you can tell, about understanding that and giving that ability to especially our men that are struggling with anxiety or, or depression. Mm. No, it's really important to hear that again, because <clears throat> the first step in all of that is awareness. Because if you're not aware that that process is happening inside of your brain, like you could just think that you are, a, you are the way that you are and there's no way that you can change. But when you realize that you can actually get under the hood and realize that what you're focusing on causes you to think about certain things and that causes you to have certain emotions, which cause you to take different actions or certain actions, you can really, you know, hijack that process and start to pay attention to different things and focus on a little more and zoom out from that 
scope that you were talking about and see like the bigger picture and see that there are other alternatives and that there are other options that we can take. So awareness is like a huge key when it comes to that, <clears throat> for sure. Um, I actually had a, a question, um, Wayne, just kind of along the lines of this, like what, do you have any like tips or like a favorite thing that you do to help yourself stay positive? Um, and I don't know if this has evolved over the last like 25 or 26 years, like since your accident, like in the beginning, maybe it would have been something different, but do you have any like, like tips for the listeners, for people who how to stay positive and how to like reorientate, um, you know, their awareness or what they're paying attention to, to be more positive in the face of adversity and challenges? Beautiful, mate. And and one part of that is understanding those that three point formula yeah. that we just talked about, right? And that awareness that you're talking about as well. And what I understand now, see, I can actually look at the problems or the way I'm thinking, and when I uh, am aware of it, then I can reframe it, right? Because those three things give me the ability to understand what I'm thinking and what I'm creating. And when I'm feeling down or angry, or, or uh, which I do, by the way, I'm human, right? Just like anybody. But when I notice it and become aware of it, then I can actually reframe it and understand where it's coming from, right? And once we can uh, uh, reframe it, it gives us power. And, and the power to then see the opportunity or the seed that is being sown through that experience. And that can help me then feel quite positive about life because it's like, oh, my God, right? I'm, I can reframe this thought, mm -hmm. this thought that I'm having that's negative or sad or angry, and then put a positive spin on it and and take the learning from it and then apply that to my life which ultimately is the formula of creating a bloody life that i love regardless of those challenges or perceived disabilities right mm. and that that line is in my ted talk uh, which is how struggle helps us grow and and that's where it that is the true meaning of that line and and that talk mm. would you say then wayne like because i know like after hearing all of that like one thought that comes to my mind like i always like love to play devil's advocate on these these uh episodes that we can dig deeper is then what what about like people who have this this aversion to challenges like oh i don't want any challenges i just want to solve them all and like live that bloody good life that, that you love, you know, like the way you describe it is like, that's what we want. But then there are certain people that are not willing to go through those challenges, like, or, or are trying to avoid having those challenges. Like, what, what would you say to someone who may be stuck in that kind of cycle of like, ah, like, I just don't feel good about that. And I, I maybe, you know, it's making sense with these, these three, uh, you know, these three points, like the formula and all, but they're stuck there. Like, what would you say to someone with that? Oh, first of all, they are perfect where exactly they are in the journey of their life, right? And so we all have this journey and it's separate and it's individual, but as we know, it's part of the experience and they are perfect where they are. And, and as thought leaders like yourself and Chris here, we are the devil's advocate. We, we, we're giving them a nudge to wake up, right? And, and this is what this beautiful podcast is about that you guys are doing. And what I would say to that person is that that is within the challenge. That is their challenge, mm. right? Mm -hmm. that, that is their adversity, is their way of thinking that they want it all, and they want it easy, that is their beautiful adversity of breaking their neck, in my case, mm. of, of learning how to push past that thought process in their own becoming. So 
um, it's perfect for them to mm-hmm. grow and expand. Are they going to sit there all their life? Maybe, right? But I've got a funny feeling sooner or later something will happen to give them even a bigger nudge to actually step into that border, which is I want it easy. I, I want it. I want to sit here and let life come to me. Mm. Uh, as we know, life doesn't do that. Yeah, we have to, we we have to go out and seek it, right? Yeah, and that's that's where the beauty is. That is when you learn that you can create a life regardless whatever challenge you have, right? So if you've got listeners that are safe in their little boundaries, I say to them, that is your challenge. Mm. That is your new green growing edge is to step into something different. Yeah, usually for people that are in a situation like that, because I've I've, I've thought that many times where I'm like, I don't want to be going through this right now. Like, why can't things just be easy? And I always remind myself, like, do a little uh, process of reflection and understand that when I look back in my life, out of all of the huge adversities that I eventually got through because I'm still alive. So there's a lot of stuff that I got through, obviously. Those were the biggest transformational moments for me. If I decided to come out of them in a certain way, if I decided to learn from what I went through, like usually in my life, when things are going easy, there's not that much growth there unless I'm really conscious about seeking growth, but through the really hard times, it sucks going through them. But then when you get through them, something changes within you and you grow and you bring on new abilities like new awareness like just more emotional strength and you don't realize it at the time but then in hindsight you're like oh wow like because i went through that now i'm here like i everything in my life like everything that i have now or like wherever i am i can always pinpoint it or like connect the dots going backwards to adversity and how i got through it it was never like easy there's always something you have to go through And, and see with time and experience of doing that and, and learning to understand and create that awareness around that, that's when we start to be able to reframe that when it's happening mm. and look for the seed of opportunity or the good in it uh, that then creates a way of thinking. And once we consciously understand that thinking and learn that seed, that's when we create that life regardless of the challenge. And and um, so I love that, Chris, you know, because the next level then is to consciously understand that and learn it so you can reframe it as soon as it happens. Mm-hmm. And, and then I think life gets easier and easier. Yeah. Exactly. Isn't that interesting? It's kind of like a paradox. As you just said, that it's like life does get easier as you go through those challenges and then learn the way in which you respond rather than react so that you're growing consciously moving forward rather than reacting and then staying stuck. And then it gets easier, which is so interesting. It's like, um, but it makes sense, right? It's like, you just grow in your own ability, just as we expect, like when we go to the gym to say, like grow our muscles or grow our stamina, it's like, at first it sucks. Like it's a challenge, but we, we know, like it, you may not want to go through it, but if you really want that strength or that stamina, you're going to go through it and it gets easier. So that's a good example for the working out. Yeah. Cause working out, you know, you get sore and it, sometimes it sucks, but you're doing it because you know that you're going to get stronger on the other side. Exactly. It's very similar to, to life. I was reading this book, um, by, uh, this, uh, executive at Google and he, he, the title of the book was, uh, the happiness equation or something like that. And he was saying that from all his research and interviewing a bunch of people, he realized that the answer is it's like the actual events minus your expectations. So like Mm. people who have expectations that things are going to go a certain way when life doesn't live up to those expectations, there's a disconnect and they're unhappy. So like people who are going to go going through life, expecting that they're never going to go through any challenges, they're going to be disappointed because challenges are always going to arise. But when you have the, uh, the awareness that I'm going to face challenges and these challenges are actually going to help me grow, the expectation in reality is equal and you're happy because you're expecting mm-hmm. those things to happen. You're expecting the challenges. You're not thrown off by them or you're not like, you don't have any aversion to them. You welcome them because you know what's on the other side. Mm. I love that. And there's this, even a step 
a deeper awareness to that of spirituality that we've come into this experience right to to create that trauma in our lives so that we can go through that experience of of discovering uh, and entertaining ourselves through these challenges mm-hmm. and adversities. Because I put it this way, if you came into life and everything was simple and easy and, and you knew exactly where you were going in life, would that be fun? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a devil advocate's yeah. question. Yeah. But would it really be fun? You know, if you ended up having no struggle, no challenge, and and you had an abundant life without even trying, would it be fun? I don't think so. I think I think that we 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 kind of need our challenges to to entertain us on this lifetime, right? Yeah. And and I I know that's a funny way of looking at it, but I quite like that because because then I, I know that this is my sense of humor to, to, and my expression to go through these adversities so I can have a good time in creating a life in this experience, right? Mm. And I know that's a little bit, bit crazy for a lot of people to understand. No, I when, go ahead, go ahead, Wayne. When you kind of um, understand where I'm coming from and on deeper spiritual level, then you understand, oh my God, this is fun. <laughs> this is fun because it, life doesn't come through the front door. It's not meant to. It's always coming through the back door or the side door. And, and it's meant to be entertaining on the journey, right? And mm. even though, and I'm not taking away from those people that are stuck in trauma, or stuck in an experience that is not not great. It doesn't feel great. Maybe they've lost a loved one or, or whatever, you know. I'm not taking away from that. But I'm just saying that that maybe it's our our journey to express life through that trauma and have a good time anyway, mm. even though we've got these moments of all those emotions, life would be boring if we didn't have those emotions of sadness, yeah. of grief, of of um, love, of abundance, happiness, laughter, you know, as well as the other side of of sadness, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really resonate with that. And I, I apologize, I was cutting in there before because I was like, oh my God, like, Literally, I was experiencing this just two months ago. Because when you were saying like when everything's just going so smoothly, it's like, does life actually get kind of boring or is it really that fun like with that? And like literally two months ago, um, I had February, March, and then into April, I I had my best months in business. And I, I remember this like it was yesterday, about a year ago. I was like, in my mind, I was like, literally the only way I have two challenges in my life. It was like healing my body of a skin condition called psoriasis, which I've successfully done and I'm still on my way because it's a, it's a, it's a chronic uh, illness, uh, but it's, it's healed a lot, which I'm very thrilled for, very grateful, very proud of that. And then it was like the, the financial challenge of like growing a business, uh, earning income, and then making a real positive impact in the world in my clients' lives. And that has transformed so much in Feb- February, March, and April, my best months yet in business. And I noticed, like, I was kind of like, okay, like, well, like, what, what's next? Like, like I was enjoying and I definitely, like, I, I took the time, even like a day, even like a full week of like really basking in that, that success. But then I noticed like over time without a new challenge or a new like set point for myself, like go, uh, setting a goal, like a challenge, I, I was like, I kind of um, like, despondent just like kind of like coasting and it didn't feel good like i was like like what's i i I didn't have the words for it but now looking back i definitely was like in my mind unconsciously like all right like what's next like this like there's something more i there's something got to be this more in this life right right now besides this because i'd solved that challenge that i had really like strongly a year ago or over a year ago so 
yeah, that really resonates. I, I, I resonate with that. Again, it's a perspective. I think people have to try it on. Some people might be resistant to it and that's okay. But uh, I think that's also an opportunity is like, if you're resistant to it, it's like, okay, well, well maybe what's, what's there for you. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Cause I've heard that before plenty of times, but like that, that hit me different th this time. So thank you for sharing that. And I think that's a nice loop back to the beginning uh, mm. with that first question of, of uh, Chris's of what was, what was the, you know, that awareness and that was a life was seeking through me at the mm. time of my accident, mm -hmm. you know, it didn't feel not once did I think about my life ending. I was afraid that it was going to end, but I, I definitely didn't think about taking my own life at that point, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Wayne, this has been an amazing conversation. I want to close this out, bring this in for a landing with uh, some power. So obviously we've, we've talked about a lot and a lot of amazing principles, ideas. Obviously your story is just phenomenal and just inspiring. Um, I've really got a lot out of this just from listening. Um, so any, any final thoughts, like anything that you'd love to share with someone listening, just any final things before we close out and also share where people can find to connect with you. Beautiful. And I'd just say, create a bit of magic. Create a bit of magic every day. Just look to create magic. Uh, and uh, that will help life seek through you because you'll be looking for it. Uh, and if people want to connect with me, um, I'm on Instagram, Wayne Forest NZ. Uh, I have a website with a downloadable free gift of the Dream Life Blueprint, as I call it. It's, it's a 10-minute meditation or 15-minute meditation. Um, so you can download that for free. You just have to put your details in, as we know. And um, I'm on Facebook as well, uh, Wayne Forrest, obviously in New Zealand. Uh, I'm Wayne Forrest Life Mastery Consultant. Uh, yeah, mate, um, hit me up. I'd love to hear from people uh, and help them with any challenge. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing, Wayne. And I would just want to give a quick shout out too, because like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, Wayne is a dear friend and colleague of mine. I can attest to just the power and brilliance of Wayne's work. Um, he's supported me over the last year to create those best, best months in my business. So um, if you resonate with anything that Wayne shared today and you want to really connect with him, I highly recommend uh, connecting with him in any way that he shared. And we'll, we'll, link all of the things you just shared in the description so people can just click be easy so awesome um chris any final th thoughts uh no wayne thank you so much um like i said i've heard you on other podcasts before and so it was really a great honor to hear you live and be able to ask you questions and yeah your story is super inspiring and just really glad that you took the time to speak with us so thank you um and maybe a good start for people is my tedx talk as well um yes if you yes. can put that link in Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Well, perfect. All right, Wayne. Well, it was great talking with you. We'll talk with you listening on another episode. And that's it for today. So thanks for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. So any questions, any comments, connect with us on Instagram personally at Kevin F. Carton or at Chris J. Carton or our podcast Instagram page at Science and Spirituality Podcast. And if you feel guided to, the one thing that we do ask is for you to please rate the podcast and also leave a review. This way we can reach more people and in that way impact more lives. So with that, we'll see you on the next episode.